I'm on Dr. Fucking Phil right now, and I love it. <laughs> All right. So my dogs have a piss kink. Welcome back to the Independent uh-huh. and Unstable podcast featuring your hosts, Lacey and Julie. What's up? What's poppin'? So if you are watching, or hopefully if you're hearing too, because we're hoping to fix a lot of things, but we have a new setup. Um, thanks to my mother. This is her lovely office. So she was nice enough to let us use it as a nice little cozy set. I think it is a nice little vibe. I think it's a good vibe, especially really for do. right now where we're at. <laughs> it was so funny because we were literally like, yeah, we could get like two little cute chairs that could like sit next to each other. And I was like, my mom literally has two chairs in her office. Yeah, her mom's. Like, office is set up for a talk show yeah just this is what this is talk show right now down and julie's like this is my intervention (laughs) i feel like i felt like i was being intervened (laughs) but basically a lot of people have been giving some constructive criticism which we really appreciate but i want you to remember that emphasis on the unstable like we're still (laughs) learning everything we're also um very invested in this and so just be nice with your criticism okay (laughs) i don't think anyone's been too aggressive most of the criticism this is just the forewarning like be nice catch me on the wrong fucking day bitch (laughs) no but i think what she means is just like we're really excited about this like we've been wanting to do this that's what i'm saying we're very emotionally invested yeah so we're trying our best right we really are so we are still working out the kinks of audio we are still making sure that we can do this and make it a really good podcast so please bear with us (laughs) emphasis on the bear with us exactly but i think really quick for any of my cattle people from tiktok i'm just going to give you a really quick rundown like i've said before the vet is coming next monday so that we can do palpation and vaccination um real quick i'll do a whole youtube video explaining a little bit more in detail and who's pregnant who's not but basically palpation kind of uh, a little bit invasive for the cow in the sense of you go up their pooper and you check to see if there's a baby and how far along it is just because sanitation wise if you went in the vagine you could disrupt that very sterile area so they go up through the butt and the vet will check and see how far along all my girls are and that'll give me an estimate it's not going to be anything like her due date is february 22nd like it's not going to be that specific he's going to be able to be like she's about four to five months along so that'll give me a better gauge of who's pregnant who's not and how far along and then they'll just get regular vaccines Every farmer is different. Every rancher is different. I personally like to vaccinate when they are in their second and third trimesters just because it can benefit the babies as well. And, of course, everything is safe for them. And then I wanted to deworm and de-louse early because the last two winters I have struggled really hard with lice once it starts getting a little bit warm. So I'm hoping if I get ahead of it this time, I won't have that issue. It's not super aggressive for my ladies. They just get itchy and they start losing some hair in patches like a lot of people deal with it it's a very common thing but i just want to try to get ahead of it so that's what i got going on like i said there'll be a full youtube video if you want to get more in depth with that i just wanted to update the peeps that might be here because of my cows word word to your mother but cow software checked it off the list (laughs) well sometimes we get to rambling and so we just wanted to make sure we covered our bases we're gonna start putting the important stuff at the beginning i feel like that's a good place to put it exactly the stuff that we really want to make sure we hit on like just a little stuff yeah and then that way you know because last week's episode we it was like an hour and 20 minutes it was a good episode fantastic audio could have been better yeah okay so let's talk about that for a second (laughs) so i got really excited because i thought we had finally figured out the microphone situation oh we were lit and i finally figured out how to import different audios onto the same track okay i'm a little bit special and I did the research. I thought I did the, the right, the proper amount of research. 
when I YouTubed how to start a podcast for idiots and the video I watched was very misleading. Um, so the audio last week was a little fucky. Mm-hmm. I had to cut it all up into little pieces and sync every individual 10 minutes to each other. Mm -hmm. But I think part of that was the fact that we were sitting too close and then our mics were picking up each other and then that made it echoey. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, anyway, but here we are still using two microphones on two different devices. And hopefully we have figured out how to make that happen. That's part of the reason why we're in here. Mm-hmm. Is because we can be further apart until we can get you know fancy microphones that have like okay. condoms. We're trying. We're at, we're raw out here, okay. We're practicing safe podcasting, okay. <laughs> we are raw out here in this motherfucker. So just bear with us. Like I said, we are still learning, still trying to figure right. it out. And you know what? Chances are nine out of ten, the audio is still gonna be fucked. And you know what? If that's awful foreshadowing, then. Listen, if y'all share our podcast enough, maybe we can make some guap and we'll get some better situations, That's okay? True. That is very true. So That's just what saying. we're just two girls out here trying to grind. Two girls out here just trying to grind. Something I want to bring up, first and foremost. We'll get to your stuff in a second. <laughs> but something we do need to talk about is the unfair farting dynamic. And you may be thinking of a lot of times in relation in female male relationships how guys fart all the time but girls are like i don't know when i should fart around my boyfriend (laughs) oh my god teehee and all that jazz no me and julie's relationship has an unfair fart dynamic listen you're making it a lot worse than what it actually is because as the person who is the accused uh top in the situation (laughs) as the person who's at the top of the farting pyramid in this situation allegedly i don't see a problem with how we handle farting yeah because you're on top i can see where you're coming from still don't see a problem let me explain then to the people and we'll let them have an opinion (laughs) so basically this is what i mean ladies and gents and everybody in between if julie farts it's applauded it's hilarious it's funny she'll shit her pants look me in the eye go <laughs> okay and she'll be like i have ibs what are you gonna do that's okay? my excuse it's my and out that's fine i get it she has ibs she do be rooting she do be tooting and that's fine i love her for it but if i have a gassy day and i let out a toot julie acts like it is breaking news she's like oh my god did you just shit your pants Be- listen this is why i do it because Lacey doesn't do it often and when she does it's like the tiniest little fart and she'll look at me like did you hear that you heard that right or like the other day for example we were in my garage and she was sitting in one of the many office chairs i have in my garage for whatever reason and we were in the middle of a conversation and she rips one and it had a little question mark at the end it was like a burp and I was like, hold on. <laughs> what was that? So that, that's, that's where I come from. So what you're saying is to make this a more You have to fart more often. I either have to fart more often or I need to start questioning your farts and the sounds You of don't want to question my farts. <laughs> Straight up. The IBS, metformin farts, you don't want to question those. I just think it's so funny because literally I just, I'm always like, I'm allowed to fart too. <laughs> you act like I don't let you fart. Like I'm the one preventing you from farting. No, I just, I don't fart as much. But then when I do, it's breaking Let's news. bring up this situation, okay? Same time, it's the same, same day that we have the question mark fart. 
you're not. <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. Okay, not only did her butthole have a question, her coosie had a question because we're sitting there and she's like, oh, I farted. I didn't hear anything. And I was like, okay, cool, you farted. Next thing I know, I hear this. And I'm like, did you fart again? She goes, no, that was the first one. It got, it got caught in my pussy lips. <laughs> Just finally worked its way out. Listen, as somebody with a vagina, you will probably know that sometimes... Sometimes they get stuck in there. They get stuck, and then once you, like, adjust, it just escapes. <laughs> I've never had mine make a noise, though. Well, it wasn't. I was like... Please, like, someone letting air out of a tire. Yeah, it was just a little leak. Gotta get out of there. It's just a... Fucking gross. <laughs> She was straight up. Oh, no, that was the first one. I got caught in my pussy lips. <laughs> I mean, I'm honest. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. You can't say you're not. Exactly. Aggressively honest sometimes. Both of us can be. Yeah. To our downfall sometimes, yeah, I feel like. but it's fine, you know? When I was, uh, I turned into the Pillsbury Doughboy when we saw your ex in Walmart. Jesus. We literally were walking through Walmart, okay? And we've had the discussion about the small town things, okay? Walmart is the only thing we fucking have. Not anymore. We're getting some good stores. But that like, true. We've, we're, we're stepping up. This was, what, four years ago? Three years Probably. ago? But what she's getting at is like, Walmart is the one place we both hate to go to because you will see people. You will see people school. that you know. And like, and it doesn't matter if we go to Walmart 20 minutes away or if we go to Walmart an hour and a half away. Mm-hmm. We're seeing people. Yeah, unfortunately. And sometimes you As a hairdresser, I don't look that great when I go to work. But like, if I'm going out to the Walmart, I'm definitely not going to be in peak performance. So keep that in mind. But this is probably four or five years ago. This is the same ex-boyfriend we talked about on the second episode. Mm-hmm. We're walking through Walmart. I have my grocery list. Mine and my husband's grocery list, mind you. And Lacey's walking next to me. And I look up and I catch a glance and I'm like, oh, God. That's him and his fiance or wife. I don't know if they were married at that point. And Lacey catches on and she goes, oh, and she's like poking me and I'm like thank you for drawing attention to the fact that we've now seen my ex-boyfriend and his new spouse well and I feel like not too long prior we had had a discussion where we were yep. like talking about like maybe seeing him or like yep. we had talked about him specifically yep. and so then I was just like oh and you were like okay Pillsbury fucking dough boy thank you for you bringing attention a bit too cool for me <laughs> like what the fuck who does that I just I was curious, and I wanted to make sure you knew. And unfortunately, sometimes I respond like a four-year-old right. child. And straight up, if you talk about somebody, you'll see them at Walmart. It's insane. It's the law. Yeah. When like, you talk about law of attraction, law of the states. Yes. If you talk about somebody and then you go to Walmart, guess what? You're going to fucking see them. You're going to see them. Even if you don't want to. And I agree with you wholeheartedly because when I go, like, I am not a person, especially now that I work from home, like, I look feral. 90% of the time. Like, it's bad. I would agree. Thank you. I'm just kidding. You look better than I do. I go out in public. And, like, so normally I do bare minimum. Honestly, haven't worn a bra in three months, straight up. And so when I go out, I don't look cute because I'm just, like, trying to get my shit done and go. But then I always see people, and, like, I hate having the conversation because, like, I still don't know how to fully explain what I do for a living because I know most people in our town probably know that I'm on TikTok and stuff. I tell everybody. 
and oh my mom tells everybody my brother tells my I tell brothers, everybody my brother's favorite thing to do is just hit like lead it up which is my sister doesn't have a job i don't lead it up like that it's usually i'm talking about tiktok and then they'll be like oh yeah and i'll be like yeah my best friend's famous on tiktok shut the fuck up <laughs> get out of here but like literally um my brother his favorite thing to do he's always he's like i love telling people and i love telling people by just being like my sister doesn't have a job well it's that shock value of you being you mm-hmm. and people just be like wait what she doesn't have a job what's yeah. she doing yeah because i've had a job since i was 14 so then everyone's like what and then my brother's like well yeah like she runs her own business now and like does social media which is still a job brad well i know but he just loves to lead it up i know way. but you're gonna like one day you're gonna start that conversation and you're not gonna get to finish it and someone's gonna think you're a piece of shit just living in my parents' just house. a massive piece of shit. Just living at home. Just, you know, in the basement. Just. It's going to be that one person that tells everybody too. Yeah. Which I don't give a shit. I mean, like, I heard from Lacey's brother. That she, she doesn't have a fucking job. She doesn't have a job. She lays around in her underwear all day long eating Cheetos. Which is, I do do that. But I also <laughs> work. <laughs> in her mom and dad's house. Her mom brings her breakfast on a platter every day. She can't be bothered to get up. My mom won't even bring me ibuprofen if I'm sick. I, I'm <laughs> aware. I'm aware. But Very it's just aware. so funny. And like my mom, she tells all her clients, she's like, Farmer Lacey, look her up on TikTok. And I'm just like, good Lord. She even told the UPS guy. Yeah, but the UPS guy, there was a story there. Yeah. He was bringing 20 boxes of plushies. And so like my mom had that like awkward, like my mom was like, I'm not going to help him. But like, I feel like I should tell him what this is. Because like, I know a lot of people go hard in the paint sometimes around this air time to like buying gifts. But like it was 20 large 20 boxes, boxes at one time. Yeah. And they were all the same size. And it was like a month ago so that was a little early for christmas maybe and my mom's like yeah these are plushies she's got on tiktok and then the next time he comes he's like i found your daughter on tiktok where you at ups guy i made a tiktok and he didn't call straight up where are the guys in the brown suits so much hotter than the fedex guys sorry if you're a fedex guy but you are not it dude that is true so true here's the thing though mom said that he was younger and attractive so i'm like hey bud ups guy you're clearly in my area where you at deliver my packages and deliver them right <laughs> okay I'm just kidding no but for real for real like you never see fedex drivers on tiktok no it's usually UPS. it's always ups guys or amazon i've seen some amazon i haven't seen any super attractive amazon men but like there are some ups drivers that are just like the gods pooped them out mm-hmm. like so beautiful well and like it goes back to those you know like trade jobs like everyone thinks you need to get a big bachelor's or master's and stuff but ups guys they have great benefits right i've heard they have like other than like now i'm sure their hours are probably a little fucky because they're super busy but like i've heard only good things about ups and jobs like that like i know one person the same guy from episode two that's a fuck um he was he was like applying and was gonna get a ups job the great hunter oh yeah him um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was applying and he was telling me all the benefits. I'm like, fuck yeah. Which, like, I've never looked down on those jobs because my dad is a tradesman. Like, my dad has been so my an dad, excavation yeah. and construction worker since I was a trade will get you places. It really honestly. Will. Like, I mean, do whatever makes you happy. Right. Don't get me wrong. Like, if you but don't feel down on yourself because you go to a trade school. Because, listen, the trade school. Yeah. Stupid amounts of money. Welders. Weld? I was my brother in law. My dad's been a welder his whole life. My brother in law is also a welder. And. Stupid money. You get one of those prevailing wage jobs for the state, you'll make like 
a lot of fucking money. And like that's what I always tell people because I have two college degrees and I love my college degrees. I enjoyed my time in college because I'm a person that school naturally came easier to me. So like I would go back to school. You're also just a person that enjoys learning all the time. Big old nerd. So for me, even though I don't technically use my degrees, I still very much enjoyed them and I don't have any regrets. But for some people, like they're they go to college and they struggle because that your brain might not be wired that way but it's totally chill like do whatever makes you happy that was literally me like exactly yeah you i went to college dead set on what i was going to do for the rest of my life which Mm -hmm. at 18 fuck the school system for making us think we have to have it figured out by 18 no because there's no way that's the time that i would really have liked my mom to been like this is what you're doing i'm like okay okay mom thank you and I went to college and I was for sure going to be an ag teacher. I was like, this is what I'm born to do. Quite literally. My whole family did it. Yeah. This is what I'm doing. And I got through my first semester and I was like, okay, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. So mm-hmm. I'll keep doing it. Second semester comes around. I remember my um, advisor. He was like, so why do you want to be an ag teacher? And the only thing that I could come up with was so I could go to national convention. Which is fair. <laughs> Which is a one week out of the whole school year. But it's extremely bad. But it's, yeah. So that was the only reason he's like, oh, okay, cool. And then I went and did some early field and I went back and I was like, hey, yo, advisor, man, take me out of them shits. I'm never going back. And I started hair school and here I am. Yeah. But you're way happier. I mean, you yes. always did hair, but I think it was just like something that you didn't think about as much because your family was always. Well, and like the area too. Like it's yeah. not, it's a very rural community and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, well, this is what you're going to be a teacher. <laughs> you're going to work at a bank. I did that. <laughs> Or you're going to be a farmer. Yep. Yeah. Straight up. It is very, very true. And that's how it is. Oh, that's the heater turning on. You're all right back there. No, I know, out. but it's not like a fucking rattlesnake. <laughs> I know what it is. It's, it's, it's coming at me sideways. It's December and we're in Ohio. I don't think there's rattlesnakes. It was 60 degrees last week. It is true. It's 24 degrees outside right now. Bro, it's cold outside. Like. Ask me if I still showed up with my ice cold Red Bull, though. I, got, I made an iced coffee this morning. I will never Word. drink hot coffee. I'm sorry. I, I can't do, do it. it. I cannot get cannot. it. I will drink iced coffee every day regardless of what the weather is. I really can't drink hot teas though either. I do like a hot tea. I, I can sometimes if I'm like to the point like um, over that two month shutdown that we had mm-hmm. when dad when I was like stay at home kids and I wasn't um, a necessary worker to be out and about. I did get into tea. I bought a whole fucking kit for my Keurig for tea brewing. Yep. And guess what? As soon as the shutdown was over, goodbye tea. Yep. Not well, doing it. You know, we, we got into some weird, everyone kind of got into some weird shit during shutdown. I almost sent you a TikTok last night because one of the things I think we should talk about before our break is when you were really in to the soaps. Oh, the squeezy. Yeah, dude. We can definitely, definitely, hold on. She's got to adjust. I got to readjust. Okay, so let me get a drinky drink. Basically, I'll give you a little synopsis. So this got me a lot of shit. I I understood it though. Like I would actually do it with you. So basically, there is like a community. Like it, I feel like it's like in the category of ASMR. Because some people it's a visual, some people it's the audio. But basically, it's the like squeeze, like it's taking various soaps and just various types of sponges, and then just going to fucking town. It's like cleaning porn. A lot of people watch it because like people will clean while they do it. I didn't. No, no, no. 
I filled up my sink with hot water. Yep. And I would put various different floor cleaners, which is so not good for you to be touching with your hands. No. Her house smelled amazing. My house always smelled. And she did reuse it, which I gave mad props yeah. to. I didn't like, waste it. No, she really didn't. But I would as literally. As she could, she would reuse. So, like, my smell of choice is pine salt. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's the pine salt, I love me salt, some pine salt. So I would pour water. I'd put water in my sink. I would pour pine salt in it. And then I'd put car sponges in it. And you just get it super soapy and you just go to town. Like, you just mm-hmm. squeeze the sponges. And, like, you've seen it. Like, you can literally type in any kind of ASMR on, like, Instagram explore page. Or TikTok has a lot of it, too. Yeah. TikTok's is definitely more cleaning-oriented. So, like, Instagram is literally just me squeezing this sponge. Yeah. And TikTok's is like, oh, I'm going to fill my toilet with four cans of Ajax and a whole bottle of pangoline. Yeah. and then Which yeah. is not good for your plumbing, by the way. That creates a paste. Yeah. And that's going to clog your shit. <laughs> but... It's also, like, hella wasteful. I didn't understand because I had a really strong, like, attraction to it just watching it. And I was like, I don't understand. This is and weird. And smells. Well, then I started doing it. I was like, all right, let me fuck around a little bit. It's like something dirty. Like, this is how drug addiction started. It was like, honestly, it was her, like, dirty secret. Because, I didn't like, tell anybody. No. I didn't want anybody to know because I knew people would make fun of me. Yeah, but, like, I was like, dude, it kind of is fun. Like, and I would watch it. I would do it with Lacey her. Lacey came over one day, and I was like, I've been squeezing. <laughs> it, got, no, it got so bad, though. I had, like, one of those big Rubbermaid totes full of sponges and another one full of cleaning products, and I would just go over and pick for the day like this is what's gonna get me through and i started looking into it and it turns out fun fact people with anemia or any kind of iron deficiencies are strongly attracted to the smell of pine salt something in the pine salt cures your anemic fix i guess <laughs> but um some people go as far as to drink it not like the urge is there to like drink it My, i just want to smell it all the time and so I go to my iron doctor and I'm like, hey y'all, test <laughs> me. Squeezing. Test me. And they test me and sure enough my iron is low. So they get my iron back where it's supposed to be. Did not squeeze again. Nope. She's still using all up all those cleaning products. Yeah, because I had a shit ton. <laughs> but yeah. I got me a lot of shit. Like and then I started letting cause Lacey was like cool with it. And Lacey would be like, she'd come over and be like, I need to squeeze. And that was cool. It was a good stress reliever. It really was because it's very soothing and the bubbles and whatever. And so straight up, there'd be a couple times where like I'd have like a rough day at work and I would come over to Joy's and be like, "Let's squeeze, bitch." Yeah, because I have a a two like I have two sinks. I have a double sink. So you get your squeeze on. Took a side. Get your squeeze on. And just got our squeeze. But I let Lacey in on it, and then it was okay. And then my husband started to figure it out because my husband didn't know until after Lacey knew it. He was like. Okay, what the fuck's with all the sponges? And I was like, I have a whole fucking collection at this point, and you didn't notice. Yeah. And then I let Bustin in on it. Judgmental motherfucker. Yeah. He was like, I don't know why you do that shit. Yeah. I don't know why you exist. Which, like, were we shocked that he was going to be judgy? No, he's judgy when he doesn't understand. Sorry. It is what it is. If he doesn't understand, he's judgy. Yep. I love him. We don't understand it. We're judgy. But, yeah. But we don't understand the shoe thing, and we are the two biggest bitches on the face of the planet. Yeah. Like, the other day, he was so excited about those shoes. I was like, wow, that's really cool. Because, like, I just don't get it. Like, I think I like sneakers. I can be a sneakerhead sometimes, but, like, I'm not going to spend, like, it's not yeah. the rarity for me. Like, I'll see a shoe and be like, I like that shoe. It's really pretty. I'm going to buy it. And I'm going to buy them. Bustin is a shoe connoisseur, flipper, whatever. So he buys them, the rare shoes, and then he sells them. Yeah, which is, like, fine. And he makes bank on it. Yeah, good for him. I don't understand it. I don't either. But there's a lot of things that we do that people don't But I have made the effort to try and understand it. I have too. I still don't get it. Nope. But you know, 
in life, there's going to be things right. you don't understand. You, know? you do you and I'll do me. Exactly. And vice versa. Yeah. Like, I'm at a point in life where, like, literally, like, I feel like when you're younger, you are judgy, unfortunately. Like, I used to be such a judgy I feel like bitch. it's a defensive thing. Yeah, I really do. I think once you really come into yourself and you really start just, like, being your own self, and as much as people don't understand that prefrontal cortex, once you start forming. Dude, you, it's, if I could go back and be like, it's okay, this is normal. And, like, also, shut the fuck up right. with your opinions. Because now I'm literally no at a point where I'm, like, shit. I'm literally at a point where, like, as long as it doesn't harm anyone and you're happy, yeah, I, don't I don't give a fuck don't what you do. I don't understand why people have such strong opinions. Like, I don't, I literally, if tomorrow someone came up to me and was like, I genuinely love to put a tail inside my ass, pretend to be a lamp, and bark at neighbors, I would be like, that's fucking dope. Put that on a t shirt. But, like, seriously. I'll get you a shirt. Like, I genuinely do not give right. a shit. It doesn't like, bother me or concern me at all. There's literally a house I drive by. I'm like, I don't like that color combination, but it's not my house, so I don't care. Precisely. Like, that's literally as fu- as easy as it is. Well, and, like, I feel like part of ours, too, and I don't want to, like, associate the whole area where we grew up as being this way, but it's a very rural, like, um, old-time thoughts and ways of yes. the world and you so have to like, break out of those and become your own person. yeah and like growing up like it wasn't okay to be gay yeah god forbid you date outside of your race like and like you have to just it's you know when you're young and impressionable you kind of just are like an extension of your parents well you come yeah of your, you come up ex- your opinions your opinions i yeah. use that term very loosely because it's not, not your yours. opinions <laughs> It's your parents' opinions or, or your, your family views or your, co- you or know, your community. community views. And then once you start to break free, whether that be, the, you know, going on the internet or you go to college somewhere right. or something. I went to a liberal college and at first everyone was like, oh my God, but like, I'm really glad I did because yeah. it really changed my perspective on a lot of things and it really helped me become I went to the same person. liberal college, hated it. Not because it was a liberal college, just because it was not meant for me. Yeah, exactly. But you really just have to come to your own and be right. your own person. Like, that's the best advice I can give somebody. Like, when people are really, like, spouty, like, when Kaylee, like, my little cousin, love her to death. But when she's, like, super, like, she hasn't become super opinionated, but I did it with Emily a lot when Emily was younger. Because, like, I'd be like, sis, you'll get it in eventually. Yeah, you'll understand Because my sister did that to me. Yeah. I was like, you don't get it. Because, like, I was, like, 19 or 20, and I had some dumb opinions, and my sister was like... You'll understand in five years. And I was like, I'm an adult now. And now I'm like, I was a fucking idiot. Right. Well, and that goes back to people just assuming that you have your shit, you should have your shit figured out by 18. Yeah. No. You, sh- you won't. No. But I remember the first time I was like, what's so bad about people being gay? Yeah. Like, I was literally like, like what the hell does it matter? Why did, Why should I care? Like, why should we? No why one's should asking they- me what my sexual preferences are and what I do in the bedroom. So why? Because I'm straight, but we're always concerned about like, and I just remember being like, oh my God, like it is okay to be gay. Yeah. It's okay to be gay. Yeah. It is. It's so crazy. the The world that we live in, especially like our community, sometimes I feel like they still aren't on that train. No. And it's so frustrating. I'm not generalizing everybody, but like a good majority of our, you know, yeah, they're stuck in like back in time and even right. with it right. because it's literally it doesn't matter like, I'm sorry but it's all the old people complaining yeah. about our generation boomers what? for real <laughs> for real for real those are the only ones that you're going to catch crap from for being a different color or for liking people of the same gender for the most part yeah it's insane 
but we're going to take a break real quick, regroup, and then we'll come back to you. Uh, we'll let Julie start the hot take with actual real shit before we start rambling a fuck That was literally just the introduction. I know. That's why we have to have points. Exactly. That's why there's a whiteboard. You can't yeah, see you it. Yeah, you can't see the whiteboard, but, we have but it's there. Because we have to keep ourselves on track because we can ramble. Yeah. But I feel like that helps. Helps the flow of the, flow of the pod. Oh, yeah. But yeah, we'll be back with y'all in a few, so hang in there. Peace. So, when my husband and I moved into our house, the thought of a mortgage at 20 years old, which quite honestly, the thought of a mortgage right now at 25, <laughs> disgusting. Right. Right. And, like, this is a place where, like, you're in charge. Like, you don't have a landlord or whatever. Right. You're in charge of fixing it, so everyone think about that before you go buying your house. Because you can't call nobody. No. Except you your dad and cry. Exactly. But when we first moved in to our house, my husband's friend literally, he came over to see the house. And he was like, wait, what are you doing in the spare room? I, I noticed. I, I noticed you don't you have, have anything in here. I noticed it's a three-bedroom and there's only two of you that share a room. And so... I was like, oh, nothing. I just thought it was kind of weird, but I brushed it off. I was like, whatever. And then Caleb comes back in, and he's like, so uh, Mike wants to move into that room. <laughs> we're not even moved in yet. What the fuck, Mike? Yeah, like, they weren't even fully in their house no, yet. We were still deciding where to put cups. And Mike's like, I want to move in. And I was like, I mean, that would be okay. But I was like, you want to, like, take a second and think about living with your friend? Like, That's who's married? No, no, no. I'm talking about, like, Caleb from, like... Oh, your husband's perspective. Okay. Living with your friends can be detrimental to your friendship for a lot of reasons. Oh, for sure. And I was like, as long as you're okay with it, I don't care. And, like, Mike and I, not very close at that point. So I was like... Okay. Whatever. So, Mike paid half of our mortgage. (laughs) That was a selling point for me. Exactly. Um, So, Mike moved in. And Mike and I had that very stereotypical uh, new roommate relationship. Like, if you were to get a roommate off Craigslist, like, we didn't speak unless Caleb was there to be, like, the moderator. Like, we didn't talk. Like, Mike and I were close enough that I was okay with him being in my house. I mean, he was in my fucking wedding. But, like, I didn't know him all that well. Like, I just knew this is Mike. We were friends, but we weren't besties. So. Mike moves in. Like I said, he and I don't talk unless Caleb is there to moderate. And then one day, Mike and I just became besties, right? So we, I would text, like, literally, I would text him and be like, are you coming home for dinner? Because I'm making this. And he'd be like, I wasn't, but now I am. So we would have, like, family dinners, family game night, which got fucking intense. Dude, because literally, so... We would play Monopoly, and when is that ever not intense? That was the stupidest game that we could have played. Exactly, but, like, basically, like, it became almost like a family game night and stuff. Right. Because it would be... I would come over all the time and hang out. Which she still does. Don't let her... This is not, like, a past thing. Nothing this has changed. Nothing changed. Mike just doesn't listen Mike, yeah, Mike has moved out. T-Baby took the bedroom. Right. But literally, so it would be Julia and Caleb and then me and Mike, and we would all just hang out. We would have family, like, we would watch movies. Like, I watched The Notebook with Julia and Mike. Mike is a real one. Honestly, I love Mike. I know. It was so fun. But we would play Monopoly, and every, every time, 
Mike, oh, if I would sell something to Caleb or Caleb would sell something to me that Mike wanted, it's coercion. It's because you're fucking married. It's because you guys are married. It's coercion. <laughs> and then anytime I would like buy stuff and wouldn't, he's like, well, she's not going to fucking sell anything because that's how she is. She likes to just have everything on the table. Mike is not a good place to play Monopoly with. No. Case in point. Not a good person. But my favorite thing that we did while you lived with Mike was all the stupid pranks oh my God. that we played on Mike. I don't know how it started. Like, I don't remember I, what the initial prank was. I do. I do. Because it was when we just started hanging out again and we did the Lindsay prank because he thought I was... So... Anybody who has been or knows anybody in cosmetology school, you're literally your first week you get a kit, okay? And in that kit comes eight to ten heads. Yeah, you get a lot of mannequin heads. With and at this point, I was already done with cosmetology school. I was literally just hoarding heads at this point because my dog, R.I.P. Barry, used to love to play with them. It was a favorite toy. Yeah. So I had a head. Well, he asked if I was going to be there. Yeah, because, because Mike, Mike was, at that point in his life was like, I'm a fucker. Yeah, he was a very single, and I was like a, uh, like a, what would we call it, like a challenge, because I was not interested in Mike. No. And I don't think he was necessarily interested in me, but like, he would be, like, he literally snapchatted Julie, and he was like, because Julie just genuinely, because this is when Caleb was working nights, yep. and so I was hanging out with you, yep. and he That was asked, when we would stay up late. Yeah, and then he, you asked him when he was going to be home, because you were just curious, since you would be there by yourself. Well, because sometimes Mike wouldn't let me know, and it wasn't like... I need to know where you're at. It was, I need to know if you're planning on coming home because if you walk through the door at 2 a.m., there's a good chance I meet you with a 9. Like, <laughs> I don't want to kill you. Yeah. But, so, she was like, hey, when are you coming home? And Mike was like, why? Does Lindsay want to know? He thought her name was Lindsay. Straight up thought her name was Lindsay. And by that point, we had all hung out a, a good bit. And so... Still thinks her name is Lindsay. Julie, no, he doesn't. <laughs> So Julie thought it'd be funny to hype this up of like I was into. Mike. You remember the kick conversations, the Omegle thing that we talked yeah. about last week? Same shit. Same shit. I Julie still thought do that. it was gonna be hilarious to hype this up. So she's like, I mean, blah blah blah, and he's like, all right, well, just tell her she can stay the night, or like you said, I was gonna stay the night, and he was like, tell her she can sleep in my bed. So I think Mike was like out drinking, and one of his friends was gonna drop him off, so we knew it was perfect because then he'd be really drunk. Right, because at that point. You could tell him the sky was green, and he'd be like, fuck yeah, it is. So we went in Julie's room, and, like, he, like Julie kind of left it, like, ominous of, like, if I was going to be there or not. Which, like, obviously, I'm a homebody. I don't fucking spend the night. I was going home. So we made it look like somebody was sleeping in his bed because we put the, like, mannequin head and then, like, a blanket and pillows. Yep. Like, in his bed. Yeah. And then I remember he Snapchatted me a video of when he got home and, like, threw the head was like, this isn't. Well, he sent me a Snapchat. I stayed up late to, like, make sure I was at least awake to receive whatever he was going to send me about the situation. And he sends me a Snapchat. And it's, like, one or two in the morning. It was late. So Lacey was definitely already gone home. And in bed. And in bed. <laughs> and I get a Snapchat, and it was like, yo. And it was just, he had opened his bedroom door and taken a picture of his bed. Because he was like, yo, what the fuck? And I didn't reply because I didn't want him to know that I was like still awake because I didn't want because he would bust through the door and be like, yo, what the fuck is going on? And so he approaches the bed calmly in a video. He sends me a video. He approaches the bed and he like touches it like as if, if you were trying to figure out something had died, like just a little poke, just a little comfort poke. And then he realizes what it is. And that at that point, he ripped the head up and was like, yo, what the fuck? And then throws it. Yeah. So that started for whatever reason an all out prank war. And Mike didn't get retaliation for that. No. He never really like retaliated. Like we literally um 
One time we decided to. Uh... <laughs> so Mike, I don't know if we should tell Mike's dirty secrets like that. He had a meat beating station. <laughs> Am I going to have to go through and take his name out of everything? No, he just has to deal with it. Mike, if you're listening, every man does it. It's fine. But Mike was... had a meat beating station. And one day while Mike was out, he was that night, he was gone out drinking. It was somebody's birthday or somebody. Yeah, something. We didn't go. Instead, we got drunk at my house. Yeah, but like we had, like, I don't remember why. I think you needed something from the spare room because Julie still had some shit in there. Right, because and it was meant to be used as my storage room, not as yeah. Michael's bedroom. And so she literally, like, the nightstand was hers and she opened it up and literally all that was in the nightstand. The nightstand was not mine. Oh, sorry, JK. All that was in the nightstand was literally her lotion. Literally her lotion. That's it. My lotion. My Not vanilla, vanilla bean. bean. That was a different time, wasn't nope. it? No, no that, that was, was the same, same time. time. So we walk in there, and Mike didn't have shit for furniture. He literally had that nightstand, his TV, and his bed, and that was it. Hell yeah. Well, I actually think the bed was mine. The bed was mine. Mike didn't have anything. And I open it up. I don't remember what we were looking for or what was going on. But I open it up, and it's my fucking vanilla bean Noel lotion. From Bath and Body Which is seasonal. You can't get it all the time. So, what a bitch. And I'm sexually attracted to that scent. I love that vanilla bean scent. And I opened up his little nightstand, and I swear, I was so pit. I was drunk. I was drunk. So, what do you do when you're drunk and mad? You call people. You call people. So, I called him. He's equally as drunk, and you can tell. It's very clear that he's also very intoxicated. And I go, what the fuck are you doing with my vanilla bean and your meat bean station? And he was like, yo, what the fuck? What vanilla bean? What? I don't know what that is. Vanilla bean. And I, I literally, I was crying almost. I was like, my fucking vanilla bean. I can only get that sometimes. And you're using it to beat your dick. And so that leads us into the first official prank. Yeah, because we switched out. You got like some random like userin body. Well, I had lotion from when I got my first tattoo. Yeah. And it was unscented. And I was like, here, dude, use this if you got a jacket, okay? Yeah. If you can't go out and go to the store and buy your own jacking lotion, then I will provide it for you. So to get him back for the vanilla bean, we decided to put glue. Hold on. We, I gave him the lotion. (laughs) And I was genuinely, it was just going to be like, here's the lotion. Like, please do not use any of my bath and body works. To beat your dick. So I gave him the lotion, and Lacey's like, what if we fuck with the lotion? And I was like, what if we did? And so we were, like, thinking of what to do, and Lacey's like, let's put cayenne pepper in there. And I was like, we cannot put cayenne pepper in there. What if it gets in his pee hole? And I don't want to take him to the emergency room and be like, my best friend who's also a redhead, he's a fire crotch now. Like, his crotch is literally on fire. And so I was like, let's not do that. Let's put glue. So then... We go and we get some good old Elmer's. Mm-hmm. Did I have? We put glitter in it too, didn't we? Yeah, we put glitter yeah. in it at one point. So that was not as funny though because the glue it took him a couple times before, before he realized. figured it out. <laughs> he was like, "Why is there so much?" <laughs> so we literally, I got a little baggie because I didn't want to waste the fucking lotion, and I poured some of it out. And we put two bottles of Elmer's glue in this lotion bottle, and we replaced it. Didn't say anything. He never brought it up, and I was like, it's kind of fucking strange that he just hasn't brought it up. So I go check. It was still in there. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. So I'm pretty sure we were at, like, B-dubs or something, and I brought it up, and I was like, hey, Mike, you still beating your dick? Casual. <laughs> he was like, 
Yeah, I was like, you know anything weird about your lotion? And then he's like, what the fuck did you do to my lotion? I was like, oh, I just know anything weird. He's like, well, I don't, I don't know. And then we were like, we put glue in it. We put Elmer's glue in your lotion. And he was like, that's why there's so much fucking friction. I, I, th- I thought it was kind of weird. So then I'm like, okay, like, I will replace the lotion, whatever. So I replace the lotion. All goes back to normal. And then we're like, mm, we're not done yet. Let's put glitter So we put glitter in it. And that he obviously noticed right off the bat because you cannot get glitter off for anything. And when you're moisturizing your skin with it, it's definitely not coming off. No. So that that happened, whatever. And so finally Mike just gets rid of the lotion. Yeah. And then he decides he's going to steal more of my lotion. Okay. And I had some self-tanning lotion that progressively gets darker. Yeah, so this wasn't even an intentional. Like, this no. was just him This being was the gods God. being like, okay, well, here's your next prank on Mike. Yeah, we didn't even intend for this one. So we he, he took it without asking because it wasn't Bath and Body Works. That was his thing. Like, it wasn't Bath and Body Works, so I thought I could have it. Like, it was Jurgens. Just go out and buy your own fucking lotion. Anyway, so I'm like, <laughs> I don't remember how I got brought up. He was like, yo, my dick is hella orange. And I was like... <laughs> Okay, is it? I'm assuming it's not normally that color. He's like, no, it's like fucking orange. I'm like, what lotion are you using? He's like, I got some. I, got, I took some lotion out of your cabinet, and I was like, I was like, I thought we weren't taking lotion from Julie anymore. And so I'm like, well, what, what kind of, what color bottle was it in? He's like, it was in a tan bottle, and I was like, oh no. I was like, Mike, that's my self tanning lotion. It progressively gets darker, and the more you layer it, the darker it's gonna get. He's like, oh, my dick's orange. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, dude, you've been self-tanning the shit out of that thing. <laughs> Maybe you should take a look at how often you touch it. Yeah. The thing's ready for the Jersey Shore. But, so the lotion thing happened. And then, um. There was the one night we decorated. We acquired the name Meat Beating Station. The MBS. Yes. And that's what we called his little war station that had literally his lotion and a towel. Yeah. Because that's all he was using it for. Yeah, exactly. And so we went to Walmart. Yep. And we got marker, window markers. Mm-hmm. I think that was it. We just did window markers. Well, then we also decided to print out images of... Yeah, we printed out images of um, dark-complected men with large penises. And, and pasted them all over his room. To help with the meat-beating station. To help with the meat-beating station. So... Lacey and I were like, we're going to decorate his truck. Like, he drove a little Ford Ranger at the time. We're going to decorate his truck. da 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 that way, he has to clean it before he goes to, to work. Or it's going to have meat Or it's going to have meat beating station literally written all over it. And we didn't write meat beating station. We put MBS, but that poses the question, like, hey, Mike, what is MBS? I also think we put a couple dicks on it. We did, in fact, because what else are you going to do? We were 20. Yeah. I still draw dicks on stuff. Listen, this is the part that is really funny, though, because it's like 1 a.m., Mike is asleep, and me and Julie are deviously decorating his truck in their, like, driveway. Yep. And I, being the more, I guess, nimble one. She's smaller than me. Yeah, like, I get up, like, on the hood. I'm on the hood of my Right, because we wanted to write it across the top. Yeah, like, he could still see. It wasn't like a fig news, you know, 
bricky bottom yeah, situation. No, we were just writing it across the top. But it was in like the top part. And so I wrote something and then I needed to get down. And even though it was a Ford Ranger, he had it douchified. So like it was jacked up. It came up. like that. He didn't do that. Okay, never mind. It was already pre douchified. It was very, it was tall for a Ford Ranger. And so I was getting ready to jump down and I figured my tall best friend would assist me. So she hands out a hand like a goddamn princess. I like flicked the wrist a little bit and I was like, here's your hand. And that was all she gave me. And it was already dewy outside. So I literally land and instantly my feet just come right from under me. And I just, oh, my But that's ass. the one time that Lacey has fallen and not done something to her ankle. So That is true. But literally, I just remember being like, Julie, what the fuck was that? What's the <laughs> I don't know. It was really she, funny, though. She literally, like, I was like, hey, can you help me? And Julie just goes. <laughs> like this is all you get like this was all like i was like she was shaking my hand as a fucking princess of genovia <laughs> and i was like what the fuck so then obviously that was our prank and then did we do anything else big other than the nerf war um i don't think so we had plans to do other things and then the bitch moved out yeah. not because of the prank war because we were talking about having children and he was like i don't want to be here all yeah <laughs> Um, like he didn't want bunk beds with tea babe, so he's like, I'm gonna head out. Would have been dope though. Mike Honestly. definitely has funkal potential. Oh yeah, for sure. But it was just funny because like this one was more of like a mutual like just it was genuinely fucking fun. Because Mike got dropped off drunk and I had brought over my nerf guns because Julie and I were like, What if we just like as soon attack as Mike him with gets home, guns. we just attack him with nerf guns. So we did, but then Mike was just in a silly goofy mood, so he grabbed one. Well and at first he was like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Because I had texted him and been like, Hey bitch. Nerf when war. you come home, it's fucking on. Yeah. And he was like, I'm not doing that shit. It's fucking stupid. Da, 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 da. So we were like, all right, we'll just fucking attack him. So we do. But then he was like, all right, JK, it's on like Donkey Kong. Yep. So then we literally were like all like 21, 22, yep. and we're having a full-blown fucking war with Nerf Going guns. off. And my house is not that big. No. I remember at one point, me and you were like hiding. And we, we were, were like, in my bedroom, and Mike skinny little beanpole mic almost broke the door down and i was like dude don't break my door it's not that serious <laughs> this is a nerf war but like that was four years ago yeah. and to this day i still find nerf bullets sorry about it not that long ago mossy brought me one and i was like where did you find this and then you had like that non-flashback yeah and i was like this one down we had a war but we had we did all those pranks and it was meant to be a prank war but mike never pranked us back he never like he would always be like you're gonna get a it's coming it's coming. It's coming. It's gone. I'm gonna get you. Like six years that we are not even expecting it. So honestly, we might still not be in the clear. Right. He's gonna hear this and be like, "Yeah." Like honestly, yeah. He's probably completely forgot, and then somehow he's gonna catch word of this and be like, "Mike right, is listening to the podcast." He would have to. Someone would have to be like, "Hey, man, you got name dropped a shit ton a shit ton." And they talked about you beating your dip. <laughs> Every guy doesn't. So you know, I don't think it's an issue. Oh no, that was not the end of it, Lacey. What else did we do? Do you remember when we put him on that dating site? So. That's when we learned the handkerchief code. So, if you don't know the handkerchief code, look it up. I don't remember it, like, right off the top of my head. But we had this bright idea, which now could probably get us arrested. (laughs) Because this was harassment, is what this was. So. Listen, we were dumb. We. We're watching a YouTube video or something, and we learned about, what was it, Growler? Grizzly? Grizzly something like that? Something. It's a dating app for, for gay, gay men. men. Yeah. Okay? Like, and that's what it is. It's just a dating app for gay men. So I was like, what if we, like, did silly, goofy stuff, and we put Mike on there? And I think this was actually before the prank war, because you and Mike were not that close yet. No. Like, Mike did not have your cell phone number, and that's an important part of the story. Mike did not have Lacey's cell phone number at this point. Mike still doesn't have my cell phone number, I don't think. 
only myself. Okay, well, that's you're gonna have to talk about that with Mike. <laughs> I don't care. But so we were like, what if we make him an account? And my husband's sitting there. My husband knows like what's going on, and he's like, oh but, yeah, you're definitely sure you should do quick, that. Though, we actually decided that like we half-ass had it set up. I don't think we uploaded a picture of him. I think it was just Mike. Yeah. But like. All we realized was, like, we literally just had his name. And then we, like, saw the app. It was really funny because if you got, like, a match, it was, like, a girl. Like you could growl at people. Yeah. And then we were, like, we realized at that point that, like, that, that was too far. So then what we did is we just told him that we put him on there with his phone number. Yep. So, like, we didn't actually. No. Because we didn't want to take it too far. Like, but we learned we, a lot about the gay community from that. Like, the handkerchief code, for example, was, like, I was, like, whoa, I didn't know that there was, like. It was insane. So, honestly, great way for us yeah, to Yeah, it was a good educational tool. Yeah. Were we using like it properly? Said, no, we no, were not. Absolutely not. But so literally, like all we had put on his dating app was like he was Mike and his he was twenty two. Right. We hadn't finished filling it out because at that point we were like, mm, this is probably this is he's probably gonna get pissed if we do this yeah. too much. Like this is too. So far. instead, we tell him, hey Mike, we put you on this dating. Well, no, 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 no. Remember, because I I sent you Mike's number and you're like I'm gonna text him and pretend to be this this guy yeah and so Lacey texts him probably the most aggressive sexual messages she's ever sent anybody in her life 100% but here's the funniest part is I didn't have Mike's number Mike didn't have my number well I technically had gotten it from Julie but I still went as far as to download a texting app like I was 15 on my iPod touch because I was I don't know fucking stupid so then I she didn't want him to be able to call her yeah because there's no way I would be able to write that and so yeah I literally remember just like I sent like three texts maybe because then you caved and you told well, him no, no no because he texted me because at that point mike would text me about things because we had gotten closer about stuff like that and he was like yo i'm kind of freaked out and i was like why and he's like there's this guy texting me saying he found me from this app and i've not been on any dating apps and i'm like well obviously you have like he's got your phone number yeah he's like i don't know how he has my phone number like he was genuinely freaked out and i was like oh yeah this is a good prank yeah and Lacey is like describing herself to this guy and so then she I think you sent him dick pics didn't you because we found one on the internet and we sent it to him he's like he's like sending me pictures of his dick right now and I was like dude that's the craziest shit I've ever heard and he's like this is really fucking with me he's like should I call them and I was like I mean you can try but like is it a real number is it a fake number and he's like why would it be a fake number and by that point I was like mm, that was the wrong thing to say so I was like <laughs> It's probably a good time to tell you that... Um, That's just Lacey. <laughs> no, because I, w- I played it out. I oh, was okay. like, Lacey and I might have did something. Like, may have. <laughs> we might have, might have had a little oopsie. <laughs> and he was like, what the fuck did you do? Because at this point, his like worry had turned to anger because he knew yeah. that we had something to do with it. Yeah. And I was like, well, we found this dating app for gay men. <laughs> and he was like... You did not. And I was like, but we did. We put you on there. We put you on there, and this guy asked for your number, and we gave it to him. And he's like, he's sending me dick pics. He wants to see my dick. Why would you do that? And so by that point, like, I let it stew for, like, maybe another hour. And then finally I was like, hey, Mike, just so you know, like, that's Lacey texting you from, a, like, a texting app. Like, she's, we're just fucking with you. And he goes, yeah, we didn't actually do that. So you didn't put me on a dating app? And I was like, no, sir, I did not. And he was like, well, good, because I was starting to worry. And I was yeah, because like, like, like I said, we got to the point of like having Mike and like we saw the dating app, which like I said, interesting to see. And then we were like, this is too far. We can't do this. Like, it was one of those, would you want somebody doing that to you situations? Yeah, exactly. And I was like, mm, definitely not. Like it was a good joke. So having the premise of we got on the app was like, 
yeah because when we were having the conversation with him we used our knowledge that we learned about the handkerchief code and so Lacey was sending him like okay what color handkerchief do you have because it's something about you hanging out it depends on what side you hang it out of what color it is whether you're top bottom versatile top versatile bottom strictly whatever all kinds of stuff and so I was telling all this stuff I was like yeah we told him you were this this and he's like what does that even mean so I sent him the chart and he's like I don't want that in my butt and I was <laughs> I'm so sorry Mike like we were just fucking with you which, like, by the way, too, I haven't really seen, which also we live in a very rural area, but, like, I don't know, like, the, the handkerchief thing could be very outdated. I feel like that's more of a, um, like, when you're out, like, at a club or something like that, like. We don't know. All I don't know. know. Is that it did ask you, like, you could, you could click handkerchiefs of, like, what your things yeah. were, and so that's why we had to Google what it was, so, like, I don't know. Let me Google the, um, chart. That way someone can be, like. That's wrong. Uh, yeah, because I want to know. Exactly. Because this is something we're not obviously ever going to experience. Right, because we we're are not gay, men. not gay men. And I don't know if it works for females as well. Like, is it universal? I don't know. Any lesbians out there care to give a... Ladala Beans, please let us know. Come get I'm always down to learn some stuff. Because honestly, I was like, we read this and I was like, this is fucking smart. It, it like um it was like when people were doing when they were still having weddings during the pandemic and they would put bracelets on of like okay it's or okay like to the, hug me yeah or like the parties where they have the red the stoplight parties where it's like green is a good to go like single yeah yellows it's a complicated red yep. is i'm in a relationship like honestly okay here we go really smart shit this is in depth it must still be a thing because it's grown since we saw it last. Oh yeah, I looked at not too long ago because someone was asking it. Like someone, I don't know how it got brought up in conversation, but I was like, "There's a whole thing like of like handkerchief stuff." Like me and Julie found it. Okay, so this is just a basic um, twelve handkerchief thing. Um, the other ones that I saw were like. 24 yeah like it can get like i remember seeing some that had like specific kinks yeah. and like all kinds well, of well some stuff. of them were like pocket specific yeah like, like left and right you put yeah so black means you're heavy snm which like kind of makes sense yeah with the color red so. means you're into fisting also good with the color <laughs> yep um yellow is water sports which I'm assuming it's not water skiing i'm pretty sure it's piss yeah well it's that's why it's yellow todd would have to wear Yes. Yellow um, dark blue is anal sex. That's my dog. Well, my brother's dog. I don't want y'all to think I'm like not the anal sex part. The, the, you remember the giddy when we were talking about her piss kink? The yeah, dog's piss kink. My brother's dog has a piss kink. Right. Continuing. So dark blue is anal sex. Light blue is oral sex. Orange is anything, anywhere, anytime. You're down for the get down. Down. Gray is bondage. Okay. Brown is scat, which is poop. <laughs> <laughs> purple means you're into piercing piercing what i don't know like piercing or like you physically are like what do you want done i don't know are you the pierced or the piercer yeah like does that mean you're just into piercing um this is where it gets a little weird because oh, like this is we get shade differentiation oh, so yeah. yeah like and there's like some patterns too like i don't like i said we act, like if you are in the lgbtq alphabet please let us know because i'm genuinely curious about this again because i was not until we started talking about it and it brought it up know if this is legit a thing or we're just two dumb right. bitches that are believing something because like you guys could very well have made this code for us dumb just straight people and we would be like did you know they were handkerchiefs? just to fuck with us literally just to fuck with us and like great job um kelly green is a hustler or prostitution? 
But Hunter Green is Daddy Boy. So I think that would be like Daddy Dom. Yeah, for sure. And Black and White Checkered is Safe Sex, not specified to which kind. Probably condoms then, I'm assuming. I would assume so. Yeah. Um, light pink means dildos. Okay. Um, if it's worn on the left, it's a performer. If it's worn on the right, it's a receiver. That makes sense. Yeah. It really, like, who put this together? Um, can we find the creator? <laughs> oh, so this is a different chart. This one's called Hanky Code. Nancy Davidson's Riding High. Okay, so it, it goes down all the ones we just learned about. Okay. Then we get to Medium Blue, which is a uniform fetish. Unicorn fetish? Uniform. Oh. So if you wear it in your left, you're a cop. And just the wording on this is what made me laugh. But if you wear it on the right, you're the cop sucker. <laughs> um, teal is cock and ball torture. We saw some of that on um, the YMH. Yeah. Terrifying. It, yeah. You want um, some heavy shit? That's what you watch. For that brief intermission. Um, I'm get... back with some more information. Yeah. Because there are some, like, Dan is like cigars. Yeah. Like, one smokes them and one doesn't. So we've got cop suckers and cigars. Um, beige is rimming. You can be the rimmer or the rimmy. I really am curious to, like, know more about this. Straight up, like, like I'm not even trying to, like, genuinely make fun of it. No. Or, like, like I'm seriously not. Like, I genuinely want to know if this is a real thing. Because we are from such a sheltered small town in right. Ohio. Right. We don't get a lot of, like, influence like that. No. So, like, I'm genuinely curious. Because I'm not even trying to, like, be that ass kisser. That's fucking genius. Yeah. It takes all the guesswork out of it. Yeah. Like, you straight up are wearing what also, you're into. Do you wear multiple handkerchiefs? I think you probably could. Like you just like what's like the a clown, like you it, just you... pull the thing out. <laughs> These are all the things that I'm into. Yeah, I do want to know. I really do. I genuinely. I don't know who I could ask. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know how to just do that. So, like, please know that we're not two bitches trying to make fun no, of. No, we're it. not being judgmental in the slightest. We are just genuinely curious about. I just like it really. Everything. When we learned that, we both were just like, huh? Why don't straight people have it? Yeah. That's part of what makes me think that gay people, like the LGBTQ, it made it out. And they were like, watch, we're going to fuck with all the straight people. They either have it figured out or, yeah, they're probably 100% fucking with us. And I actually Because we wouldn't that. know. We're, we not in, no we're not in the end with the LGBTQs. Yeah, I don't know. We're allies, but not we're, we're not in. No. I, I want to I wanna know the ups and downs and if that is a real thing, please. Maybe we can um, do some perusing and find somebody on, like, the TikTok or something. Maybe we Be can like, listen. ask them some questions. Maybe. I don't know. But what I do want to know is if it's real. So if you know, if you're out there. Right. Just drop a yes or no. Is yeah. it real? Is, is it, it real? real? Is it real? Um, so right after cock and ball torture, I think the best thing to segue into is Julie's Corner, where we're going to talk about the adoption myths. <laughs> Take it away, Julie. We really got to get better at planning out when we're going to talk about stuff. What are you talking about? That's stuff. a perfect segue. Uh, dude, last week we talked about the big dick boys and then went into infertility struggles. And you know what? We said we weren't going to talk about dicks this episode and we have not as aggressively <laughs> i was like do not sit here and tell me we haven't talked about dicks we have a problem and it is called talking about dicks. we're addicted to dick talk yeah which is very ironic it's the dick doc on tiktok yeah have you found him yet 
the dick doc oh, on yeah, TikTok? The dick doc, yes, I have. Okay. But like, seriously, I just can't help. Like, listen, people needed to know about that story because it is still one of the wildest we things that's ever happened to me. Are um mature enough to go about day to day life, but still think talking about dicks is funny. And it is. We're the perfect balance, if you ask me. I agree with that. 1, We're appropriate 000%. enough to be out in public, but we can also be like, <laughs> dick. You laugh at your own farts, as do I. Shit happens. They're funny. Shit it's happens funny. when you party naked. Exactly. But anyway. Anyway, so we're going to talk about adoption myths because, <laughs> like we talked about last week, the infertility stuff. The infertility stuff was a lot that I didn't know about. I had to learn it on TikTok, which is wild to me that I learned stuff like that on TikTok. Um, but the adoption stuff was something that didn't seem feasible because we were early 20-somethings and we were like, there's no way that we'll get a, like, we're 22 years old. We're not going to get approved. And that's what, like, pushed us away from it. Like, okay, well, we'll try to have our own kids first, and then we'll do the adoption. Yeah. So, in my head, I'm thinking, you have to be in your 30s. You have to have X and A in your bank account. You have to have X and A in your savings account. You have to have a huge house. Like, can't have dogs, this, that, and the other. Like, I was afraid they were going to make me get rid of my dogs because I have a massive black lab cross and for whatever reasons people don't like massives my healers people don't like healers like i was afraid of all these things and like newsflash not true i literally i remember at one point when you were asking like you because you were like because i know that you were like at that point where you were really struggling with the constant like negative pregnancy tests and i knew that you just wanted to be a mom and my sister was had already successfully gone through the foster and adoption so i was asking her questions because i'm like julie doesn't think she can because of this and my sister's like no no and they literally like they will put you through the ringer if you want to become a foster parent because they genuinely want to make sure that you are going to be an okay person Mm-hmm. But they don't look, they don't nitpick things. Like when I got ready for my first home inspection, Lacey was literally, we were at my house cleaning baseboards because I was like, there can't be any dirt anywhere. Like there cannot be any sign that people actually live in this house. Yeah. Like, like I was like, I turned into my neat freak self. Like I was literally scrubbing right. her baseboards. I was like, there's no way. And then they come and I'm like, wow, your house is like really clean. And I'm like, thank you. Because no one ever tells me my house is clean. <laughs> and so, um, I, that was another thing. I thought my house had to be pristine all the time. And then finally they were like, there's going to be kids here. It's never going to be clean. Yeah. And I'm like, well, joke's on you. Because it's never clean anyway. But I thought, you know, your house had to be perfect, pristine condition. When in reality, they just want to make sure it's a safe place. Yeah. You, so they just like, want to make sure you're a genuine good person right. who's in it for the right reason. And you have a safe place to bring up right. a kid. So if you're ever thinking about doing the adoption thing, keep that in mind. Yeah. They're not going to nitpick. Like, they will nitpick your entire life from a safety standpoint. Yeah. Like, you're going to do a background check. You're going to do federal fingerprinting. Like, you're going to be interviewed. And it's not just like a, let's get to know you. It's a, let's look at you mentally. And you don't know that. That's the worst part. It's like, they're evaluating your psyche Mm -hmm. and just asking you about how your day was. Yeah. And then you realize, oh, that's okay. That's what we're doing. I get it. So, yeah, I thought I was, I was going to have to get rid of my dogs, this, that, and the other. And I was like, I just can't do it. I can't do it right now. I was stressing myself out. By the process. By the, pro- by the thought of yeah. starting the process. Um, so, finally, Lacey's sister, I guess, had got tired of Lacey asking her questions on my behalf. And finally, it was just FaceTime Lacey when she was at my house. And be like, hey, bitch, are you going to do this shit or not? Yeah. So, I was like, I don't, I don't know where to start. Because that was the other thing. I didn't know where to start. 
I did not know. I mean, I can come at it from a point of somebody who wants to foster and adopt, but is going to obviously wait a hot second. Um, When Julie was going about it, I didn't know where to begin either. Like, it's not really like they really need foster parents. And I think our generation is becoming a lot more into that. Because, like, I feel like for some reason the older generation has this weird, like, well, you never know what you're going to get. And I'm like, yeah, Karen, you can also birth a sociopath. So, like, I don't know what you're talking about. I have gotten told that a couple times. They're like, oh, that just scares me because, like, what if they're crazy? I'm like, you can you birth? could poop one out and it'd be Jeffrey Donward's mom had him. Yeah, sorry, my huskies. The are, huskies are having a fucking choir out there. There's a full blown symphony going out outside. So if you hear that, I I apologize, but I have a whole pack of wolves. I Call it ambulance. I don't know what to. I don't know what you want from me. Okay, dude, they're really getting it. They're fucking doing it. They're fucking it up. They're hitting that shit like Mariah Carey in the booth. But I've been told that several times. Like, oh well, what if they have like issues? Like, okay, well you can birth a child that has issues. Has physical deformities or mental deformities or anything mental lacks like you can you can literally birth anything yeah like you're not perfect karen you have right. your flaws starting with your name so like fuck off and you're change attitude. that shit that we could talk yeah but like even name it karen people Jr. in my family were like like when i was starting the process because you don't choose like you can you can get down to like this is the age and this is the sex of the child that i want but if you genuinely want to make a go of fostering and adopting, you need to look at opening yourself as far as possible yeah. to the possibilities. So I think we talked about it last week, like the the checklist of these things. Like, can you do you think you can handle this or this or this? So like we're not a therapeutic home. Mm-hmm. So we won't take cases that require medical training. Yeah. And that was just like a... Um, They're young. You guys are young. My Yeah, that was like to help me out. Like, because already becoming a parent, not having the nine months to prepare, not knowing when it's going to happen. And then on top of that, having a kid with a feeding tube or a GI tube or something like that. And I didn't feel comfortable doing that. Which like I wanted Right. I wanted to get the idea and the feel of parenting down before I start, you know, Meredith Gray in this shit. Yeah. So, you know stuff like that so we're a foster home we're not a therapeutic home um and i think one of the biggest things was people constantly being like well what if this what if that so we have it set up we are zero to three foster home um up to two children boy or girl pretty much accept anything that's not going to require me to get medical training okay and that includes like autism down syndrome right i'll take them they don't require medical training i can i'm adult enough to be able to take them to therapies or have in-home therapy done um t babe has in-home therapy once a week um like i can handle that yeah but the biggest and this came from a family member and i remember it really just infuriated me Mm mm-hmm and they were like, well, I don't see the sense in not knowing what you're getting. I'm sorry, did you know what you're getting with your three kids? Not everybody can. Not everybody's blessed enough to have their children naturally no. with no help. And honestly, I feel like in today's day and age, it's less likely to happen naturally. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I feel like, I don't know if it's because I'm more, like, prone to hearing about it or, like, I talk about it so much and hear about it so much. But, like, I feel like there's a lot more women out there than what there used to be that are having problems with infertility and, like, getting pregnant and things like that. The birth control push. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, For me, like, it annoys me, too, because, like, it's just ridiculous because 
people are so quick to be like, I don't know, like it just pisses me off because like, why would you judge somebody for just genuinely wanting to give a home to kids who have seen who the worst? don't have it. And have seen like, there's kids like, there's um kids have come through my sister's door that have awful stories. Yep. And then I just want to give them a hug and make sure that yep. they know that they never have to deal with that again. And I'm like, that's what I want to do. Like genuinely, like I like to be a dumbass. I like to, you know, be goofy. But like, my goal is to be able to just be a safe place for children that they get to feel love, they can feel safe, and they can just know what a real home feels like, even if it's temporary. Which is when you know you're doing it for the right reasons. Because yeah. I have had people, well, how much do you get paid? Because, like, it's not a secret. You get a monthly stipend for that child. It's child support from the state. Yeah, because the state is child. your baby mama or the baby daddy. The state is your bio parent yeah. as far as, you know, obviously you'll deal with the bio parents. Mm-hmm. like working case plans and stuff like that but like as far as who's paying for the child it's not the foster parents obligation to pay for the child's needs the state will provide you with the means to do that yeah and i have had several people well how much does it pay like that should not even be on your radar no like i felt so dirty when we got to hey guys editing julie here um at this point in the podcast Lacey's microphone stopped recording so the reason you cannot hear her is because she has no microphone if you want to hear what Lacey has to say, you can go over to the YouTube channel and watch the video. The audio is perfect there. Thanks. That point in our process of like, okay, well, this is your monthly site, but I'm like, that's a lot of money. Like, is that necessary? Yeah. But honestly, you have to think about all the things that you have to buy and provide for people. Right. You know, you're buying diapers, you're buying formula, you're buying food, you're buying yep. toys, you're buying clothes. Like, so really, it is nice to be able to have that, and that does make sense because it is support for the child. Right. She's using it for that, which I know you right. guys do. But there are some people, are some people that do not. That see it as, oh, if I have four kids in my house, that's this much money, and then I don't even need a job. Or if I have four kids that have these mental incapacities, then I get even more money. Because if you have a child that's special needs in some way, shape, or form, you get more money. Yes. And I feel it's like to go therapy. therapies, gas like to get that. there, things like that. But people don't always use it. People that. don't. And that's part of the reason why they will pick your life apart in your process. They're trying to avoid that. Those There are some that still slip through the cracks. And I feel like especially with the panorama going on, a lot of them probably did because they couldn't be as in-depth and the kids needed homes because the number of foster kids went up when the pandemic started because people were getting laid off, people were at home, and it sounds so shitty, but when parents are home all day, that's more time to abuse your child. Which sounds awful. But that's exactly what happens. Because it breaks my heart. Yeah. But unfortunately, that is the way that it happens sometimes. Um. And, like, another thing I wasn't prepared for was the in-depth, um, like, trigger warning. We're going to talk about abuse here. Yeah. So, I didn't realize all the things I would have to know about in order to become a foster parent and just be prepared for those things to happen. Now, our age range is zero to three. That's less time for a child to be abused and neglected. Mm -hmm. Um, That's more time that they can repress those memories and honestly will never even... It'll never come up. Yeah, like T-Bay. Julie has had T-Bay since she was still four. Like, yeah. She was four days old. So, so she like, didn't get to experience anything like... Negative. Yeah. So... But when you get into the point where you're accepting older children into your home, there's a lot of shit that they go through that you would not even imagine. My sister, um, I actually had a full-fledged mental breakdown. She did. She texted me. I was bawling my eyes out because... 
experience to adopt one of the, like both of the girls, but especially one of them, because I just really bonded with her, yep. and she really opened up to me. And hearing, like my sister told me the story, and I literally was bawling my eyes out to my parents and Joy because I was just like, how can people do that? To, like children are so innocent. Right. They're so just. What, how? How right. could you look at a child and just think that that was appropriate or that was okay? Like. I just it, it I can't even fathom it and it just breaks my heart because the biggest reason it broke my heart is because her spirit doesn't seem to be like other than just being a little more shy. No, she is a child who's definitely made like better. been able she's a person who's always gonna see the good in people mm-hmm. which is going to hurt her and benefit her at the same time. Yeah. And like that was what got me too is just the fact that like and just how quickly she wanted to be part of this family. That she hasn't let it affect her in a negative way. Because she was just like, I want to keep coming back here. And right. Like, I want you to keep coming back right. here. And she was just like, can I come in for Christmas? And I'm like, I really hope you are. Like, I just, <laughs> I lost it because I just, ugh. Well, like, part of the training is like, you know, to be totally honest, to be totally transparent here, none of my foster parent training was like, this is how to take care of a baby. <laughs> like, I didn't have any of that. It was like, how to handle kids coming into care, like physical well, abuse. And I think they do that because they tell you how uncommon getting a newborn is. Right. They made it very clear that we would not get a newborn. And then that we were looking at like at least nine months to three years. And then they call me and they're like, we have a four-day-old baby. And I'm like, you lying sons of bitches. But I have nothing for a newborn. But um, you have to be prepared to look into the abuse stuff. Because they don't prepare you for what you're learning about. They just tell you, okay, this is, you're going to learn about children with abuse. Okay. Well, you didn't tell me I was going to learn about sexual abuse, physical abuse. Um, people putting their kids' hands on hot stoves as a form of punishment. Um, when my support worker came out to do my home inspection, he was like, we have to learn it even more in depth than you guys do. He's like, we watch videos that people have taken of, like, watching children get abused. Because there are sick fucks that not only abuse kids, they like to videotape it. Um, and he said, they told me when I started this job that you'll find that one thing that really bothers you. And he was like, I don't understand how it can just be one thing when kids are getting sexually abused, beaten, da, da, da. He's like, and then I saw a video of someone lighting their child on fire as a form of punishment. And that, that's it for me. Fire, the fire thing is what gets me. And I was like, that's incredibly insane that that is like a thing because like, if you're from the Cincinnati area or like Northern Kentucky area, there was a case. I think I was in middle. We were probably in middle school, but Marcus Faisal. Do you remember him? He was an autistic child who was put into foster care and his foster family, um, neglected him to the point where they put him in a closet. Yes. Okay. Yes. They put him in a closet and left him there for so long that he malnourished to the point of death. Because they didn't know how to handle him. I'm pretty sure it was a foster family. I can't remember. It was. It might have been bio. Like, I don't want to off the record. Like I don't. I don't know if it was foster or bio. But regardless, it was a form of abuse that was so insane to me that it stuck with me. Like now I'm 25 and I still remember that remember very that. vividly. And it was because they weren't equipped to deal with autistic children, mm-hmm. and their other child was seemingly normal. Um, I don't want to scare you, but I think your thing stopped recording. I don't know when. Okay, <laughs> Hopefully it wasn't too far back. Um, I can't, I can't record past 2,000 bars. 
Ugh. Well, mine's still going. So, we can finish it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> child abuse is terrible. Don't do it. Yeah. Um, but we're having some issues with microphones, so I think Shocker. we're going to go ahead. We and, have technical um, difficulties again. We're going to go ahead and end it here. Sorry we ended on such a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll pick up there next week. I don't know. But who knows what we'll do. But thank you for staying tuned and listening to us. And sorry that we're getting real weird here at the end of with one mic. But apparently I can't record past a certain time on my iPad versus Mac. We so, promise to figure our shit out at some point. You know, maybe by episode 20, if we're still fucking it up, you can come at us. But give us some time to yeah, figure real, our shit real. out. Um, all the socials will be linked in the description. We yep. use Linktree. So I know somebody brought up to me the fact that there's only one link. That's because that one link takes you to multiple multiple links. Yep. Um, the podcast TikTok, Lacey and I's TikTok, the podcast Instagram, Lacey and I's Instagram, all that good Lacey stuff. Lacey Snapchat, the YouTube, all that stuff. Yep. So, but yeah, without further ado, we're gonna end this. All right, deuces, peace out, guys. <laughs>